Welcome to Art Talk with April. I'm April Harris. I'm the artist of Inked April, located in Birmingham, Alabama. And this podcast is going to be about all things art. We'll talk about books, invite some artists to interviews, and much, much more. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Art Talk with April. And today we have Brian Burks, who is a very talented artist, but he also manages events and works with the art side of Birmingham Oddities. And I mean... You're just all over the place. <laughs> you do everything, I feel like. <laughs> um, so I guess tell us where you're located at and how you got started. I'm in Birmingham. I, you, I do most of my work around Birmingham. I live just outside of Birmingham and I've been here about 10 years. Okay. Um, I'm losing track. It's been over 10 years. I've been doing art in Birmingham for about 10 years, though. Okay. Um, so you're not originally from Birmingham, then are you from some other place in Alabama or? <laughs> well, I, I was born in California, grew up in Arizona and oh, okay. came out here when I was 18, lived wow. here for a couple of years or no, I'm sorry, when I was 15 and then lived here for a couple of years and came back when I was 20 and I've been here ever since. Wow. Oh my gosh. So you've been all over different kinds of places. That's pretty cool. A little bit, but mostly Arizona and Alabama. So I've spent most of my time now. Oh, I got you. Okay. Well, are you self-taught or did you go to school for art or anything like that? I did not go to school. I I stopped going to school when I was 15. My son was born and I just started working. So I worked. I did. I always was. I always drew when I was in school, but I didn't really. I didn't even take on like big art projects in art class. I just drew whatever I wanted and they left me alone. <laughs> and and I stopped going to school when I was 15, started working full time. Wow. Job. And then I didn't really do any art besides just like doodling here or there, playing around with markers for a good 15 years or so, really. Oh. It was just kind of a side hobby. Yeah. And it, And then I started really doing stuff when I was 30. That's right. Oh, really wow. Working hard at it. And oh yeah, it's God. all self-taught. Yeah. It seems like when you go to college, you learn some really good techniques. Yeah. You learn some really good shortcuts, some really good, like, you know, things to just get the, a lot of the trying and the trial and error out of the way. Mm. That's, that seems like a benefit that I've seen friends of mine that have went to school, but I don't think of self-taught as bad either. I think of it as like, I think of it as better. I feel like, cause when I started doing art, I got paid to practice for like, we did five years in a way, like just people were like, Oh, I like what you do and I'll buy it from you. And I, even when I wasn't feeling like it was really ready. Yeah. So, so I feel like I lucked out and I got paid to practice rather than having to pay someone else to practice and be told if I was doing well. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting because I mean, I feel the same way. I don't, I've never thought of like, I, I have a college degree, but it's in graphic design. And so, you know, I, and wish I, I had that. <laughs> I had a, um, I'm actually a graphic designer full time. And so I do a lot of like video editing and production and stuff. And then I'm, you know, doing art. Of course, I've got kids. So it's a, you know, huge struggle to do anything. But yeah. um, yeah. And then uh, I've actually I've been doing like like you said, like markers, like ink since I was young, you know, like drawing with your ink pen, basically doodling. Yeah. So, I mean, like 
when you say you're working with markers, were you just like, like with a like, Sharpie kind of thing or just whatever yeah, you like, had available? Yeah. Like colored Sharpies and stuff, just like doing drawings and then actually inking them and putting some, a little bit of color here and there was like to the, the biggest extent, you know, like little like tattoo flash size pieces. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really all I was doing for years. And I would just do it like at work here and there. I actually made a lot of like really bad music. Right? <laughs> like when I was working a lot, like that was where I put all my creative energy and just like make trying to make music. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a musician though, but it was fun. <laughs> when my daughter was born, my daughter was born when I was around 30. Mm. And when my daughter was born, I had to be a lot quieter. At night oh. when I used to make a noise. So I was like, start painting a little bit just do a little painting <laughs> and it, just, it just turned into this oh wow do now. and see um so would you say that you've always kind of drawn like you do now like your kind of your style and the way that you work yeah yeah like my art definitely doesn't look like it used to like it's come a long way but when i do a really if I'm tired and I just do a sketch for something, I look at him like, this doesn't look any different than when I was like 12. <laughs> it's really just the same level of sketch, the same like lines. It's funny. I just know what to do with them now after. Sure. Sure. Well, um, I mean, I feel like you're like the first time that I came across your work was in Montevallo and you had a booth at their little, I don't know, is this a show at the park there. Yeah, it's like a Montevallo Art Fest or Art Walk or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a cool event. <laughs> I hadn't seen your work before, and I don't think I don't know where you were. Like you weren't at your booth, or you were behind your booth, or walked away for a minute or something. And I and my husband walked up to the booth, and we were like, "Oh my gosh." this is so awesome. And we were, we were so excited about it, but you weren't around. So we didn't really get to talk to you. I don't know why you weren't yeah. there or we didn't. Yeah, usually there. I don't, I don't leave my booth usually. <laughs> yeah. It was odd. Cause I was like, where, where's the artist, you know, but your, um, your work immediately, we were both, we both just looked at each other and we were like, Justin, Justin would love this. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just right up his alley everyone always knows somebody that will like my stuff or like <laughs> it's funny i get that reaction yeah, i'm like oh god but i mean my husband loved it too he was like oh this is awesome i wish i could get this or that because you have a lot of court sort of pop culture references and like yeah. music you know references and things like that and so i think it really you know connects with people on that other level you know, where yeah. you're um, the nostalgia thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like something that they've already connected with, like in their childhoods or, you know, as young adults or whatever. And they're remembering that. And then they have your artwork, which kind of solidifies that in a way where they're like, yes, this is my favorite thing. Or this is so awesome because it connects with that movie or that band or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that you do that. I think it's personally, I think it gives people sort of um, extra meaning to your work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It draws people in too. who might, when people see like, you know, a lot of artwork, if they just mm. see, you know, just everything out of your head, that mm. has nothing to do with their life at all or any of their past mm. or nostalgia, 
they like it, they might look at it for a minute. If it's really good, they'll come look at it, you know, really. But still, they won't be drawn in quite as much as if they just see like a little lyric that they recognize or if they see oh, like, yeah. you know, like something from a TV show they watch a lot. So I try to do, you know, a percentage of that stuff just because mm-hmm. it really is something that will bring people in. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times those people will see something that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, nostalgia or anything. And then they'll get that. Yeah. So I think it's a good, I think it's a good way to bring people to you is just to, and I try not to do things that I don't have some sort of like stake in. Like I didn't, okay. like I try to do things <laughs> I enjoy. Every once in a while I'll get a commission for something that wasn't something I was into and I'd be like, okay, you know, yeah. as long as I can get behind it. But I try to have it be, so if you look at my booth and you see a bunch of nostalgic stuff, I try, I try to make it stuff that is all part of my past and led up to oh, what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. You know, stuff that I took in a lot. I don't take in very much media anymore. I don't really watch movies and I don't read books anymore. And I don't really, I don't take in hardly any media that I can't listen to while I'm doing art. Mm. Like if I have to focus on it, it's really too much, it's taking too much of my time. So, but all the stuff, when I was a kid, that's all I did. I just sat in front of the TV. I, just had, no, I had no life. I didn't do anything but sit in front of the TV. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of that to draw, you know, lean back on. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, so what, is there a reason why you're not taking in any media? I just, I don't, I, once I started making stuff, yeah, I just kind of, you know, every, there'll be like one show where I'll do like my wife and I'll like pick something that we watch a little bit of, but it's nowadays, usually it's stuff I've seen before, like mm. TV shows that we can rewatch or something that I could just put on and I don't have to pay attention to because I just want to stay busy and stay productive. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm just sitting there watching something, I feel like I'm antsy. <laughs> I need to get my tablet out. I need to pick up something to start working on. I need some sort of work. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's crazy because I do the exact same thing and my husband gets so frustrated with me, but we don't, we still try to watch like new shows that have come out and stuff. And so he's wanting me to pay attention. He's like, you're missing all of it. Like, No, I'm not. I'm listening to it. You know, (laughs) it's really good. You'll watch it twice here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like the next time we play it, we'll be like, uh, I don't remember this part at all. And he's like, well, you don't watch it. <laughs> You're drawing the whole time. What are you talking about? It really is good to keep up with new media because I don't. And like a lot of times stuff will be really popular and people want me to do it. I'm like, ah, I probably shouldn't be. I'm not the one because I have no idea what that is. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my daughter watched Stranger Things a lot. But before she watched Stranger Things, somebody had commissioned me to do the um, the monster. I forget what yeah. it's called. It. Oh, I can't remember what it's called either, but I know what you're talking Demogorgon. about. Demogorgon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. commissioned me to do a Demogorgon. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I had to like run and look it up. <laughs> what is that? I had to look it what up. is that? <laughs> it's way better to do stuff that you're familiar with. So it is good to, you know, stay current and yeah, keep up yeah. with what's going on. Well, I feel like, um, so you take commissions and everything. Is that something that you do regularly? Yeah, I, pr- I keep a commissions list. I actually, anytime it gets like under 10 commissions, I'll throw it out there that, it, you know, I'm taking more and I just tell people it'll take a few months and I just do them as I can, as I feel yeah. like it and try to keep stuff like that going just so that, you know, when, if, if for some reason I'm in a weird mood and all the art that I'm making organically isn't selling, <laughs> I can go do some commissions and, <laughs> and, and even out a little bit. How do you feel about taking commissions? I mean, like, is it is something that you... 
I get you kind of you kind of mentioned it like sometimes people will request things that are kind of outside of what you would actually want to do. How do you feel about that? Like, do you kind of try to steer people away from it and are like, well, this is this is really what I do. I don't do things like that. Do you say things like that? Well, (laughs) I do a lot of commissions. So a lot of them are things I wouldn't normally do. And and I'm like, a lot of times I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Like I can sell prints of that later too. Like that'll be like, that's not only going to be a pain for you because I'll make prints of pretty much everything I do make stickers. I just like to put my stuff on other stuff, make weird products, one-offs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So if somebody has me do something that, you know, has a you know a popular base and I like it, it's, it's a good idea for me just because then I'm going to widen my you know audience up a little bit or, you know, get something, make something that somebody already likes my stuff is like, Oh, I didn't, you know, add that to my collection. So yeah. it's a good idea a lot of times. And then there's some stuff I find really boring and I'm not into it all. And people <laughs> ask me to do it. And I'm just like, <laughs> If I, if aesthetically it's pleasing, I can probably get behind it. Yeah. Like somebody wanted me to do some sort of weird monkey warrior the other day. It was like, uh, it just was not, when I looked this thing up, it just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I didn't like the way it looked. I didn't like it's like presence, it's aesthetics, none of it. It just looked ugly to me. It's like, ah, oh, dude, I just don't want to do that. Like, if you have any other ideas, I'll do it. And he's like, all right, that's cool. Most people are really cool about it. Yeah. Um, but it's rare that I turn stuff down unless it's just out of my, you know, like, if you want like graf- sometimes people look at my stuff and they'll ask me to do like graffiti work on a wall. I'm like, there's mm. no graffiti in my, any of my work, but I see yeah. it's colorful. So I see why people get confused and I'll just refer them to someone else that does that kind of work. Mm. Yeah. Every once in a while I turn something down, but usually people are all right about it. Somebody once wanted me to do some sort of crazy, huge piece of mushrooms fighting each other, riding horse. It was just too much. And it sounded insane. I was just like, I don't want to do that. And the guy was like, well, you should, you know, you need to come, you know, work outside of your box and try to do different. I was like, I do that like every day. I'm fine. I don't need to do your idea. To like, I have enough to do already. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I do a lot of album covers and stuff like that too. And lo- like logos. So I have like, my commissions are different. I'll do some paintings some pet portraits, mm-hmm. you know, some weird ideas. I do a special sometimes where I'll just do like $25 commissions Mm. and you pay me 25 bucks and I just take your idea and do something little, you know, like a little five by seven. So like people get original art that way. When I first started uh, doing this though, the first couple commissions, that was some, that was very stressful. (laughs) I'm used to it now, but yeah. When when people don't like commissions, I get it. Cause the first couple, they were hard. Yeah. I think think Um, someone uh, commissioned me to do like flowers. Yeah. And instead of doing like a nice, simple flower scene, I did a really intricate, scene like halfway through the painting i realized i was doing like a 500 hundred dollar painting that they want they wanted to spend like you know 100 bucks and i was just working way too hard and i was like okay this is this is this is how you do commissions you figure you, you don't just jump into some crazy project without thinking about it you budget oh. it make sure you do what you know you can do it in a timely manner and all that stuff <laughs> well com- commissions for me as an artist are like I just, I can't do it. I'm really bad at taking on projects that I shouldn't be taking on. Like, I know that it's, I know that it's super boring and not like what I want to do. (laughs) So then I end up procrastinating terribly and then it takes way longer than it should have taken. And I put way too much detail into it. And then it just feels like, well, I didn't really, you know, make anything out of that, you know, and it's not something that 
I would want to reproduce and sell and say, this is mine because it doesn't look like anything else that I'm doing. Yeah. I've had <laughs> those experiences. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely commissions I've done where I wrapped it up. I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I'm done. And I don't ever want to see this. thing. <laughs> like, I don't want to look at it anymore. Sometimes people, have, you know, they, have, I do like portraits sometimes, you know, mm. sometimes I'll be, I'll, get to make people into zombies or make them weird. But sometimes you'll just want a straight portrait from me. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'll do it, you know? And, but the, I've gotten to where I like doing those a lot less because people are just so particular about little things. Mm-hmm. I had someone want like a portrait and they, they send me a picture with like, you know, two people with big smiling mouths. And when I'm finished, they like, I don't really like the mouths open. It's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like change the picture based on like one image, you know, yeah. not that cool. But so oh. I, I prefer doing pet portraits. Pet portraits are really, if you can do pets, people are not that particular. If you get in the ballpark and you get the feel and the eyes are right, they're so happy. Yeah. And they're not nearly as like you do their child, their children, they pick it apart a little more. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You do their dog, they're just, they're so happy just to see their dog. <laughs> and it could be like any Jack Russell on the internet, you know? <laughs> I mean, I try to make sure they has like the characteristics, but yeah, yeah it's it really, it's not nearly as like people aren't as precious about it. It's a lot yeah, easier, yeah. more fun. Try to get the, the spots on the fur the same, you know? <laughs> yeah. A twinkle in the eye just right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can agree with that. I've actually done that myself. And I would say that about um, pet portraits too, that it's a, whole lot easier than doing people and people are I I don't know what it is about doing portraits of people it's it's got to be one of the hardest things to do and to really capture somebody in a way that the client or the the person purchasing the art is super happy with it you know that's that's probably the hardest thing if you've never met them and you have like three pictures to go on, you know, it's, it can be tough. And they're like one inch by two inches or something. <laughs> it's all pixelated. <laughs> I did a commission for a friend of mine for a Valentine's day. He's like punk rock dude, the Mohawk and stuff. And he wanted me, he gave me, you know, the, I forget what they're called, but they're like the little um, eggs. You open it and there's another one inside and you open it and there's another one inside. Yeah. And they usually have like late, little late girls painted on them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He wanted like, him and his girlfriend and their dog and like so i'm doing like this little like i make him make him like little skull faces and give him punk you know it's fun because all i had to do was you know just give him the right hair and the right clothes oh that's <laughs> a great idea oh man they let me give him a skull face or a zombie face it's, it's way fun yeah that's genius that would make it way more fun and then you don't have to worry about like capturing that person exactly yeah. you know I've done just- a, i did a wedding I did a wedding portrait for a couple that they were like, yeah, just turn us into zombies and you know, put a big heart behind. I was like, oh, they had their dogs, all of it was zombies. I was like, cool. Just do like the basic people. Yeah. And just turn them green and bad blood. And- <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is. How did you get involved with Birmingham oddities? Um, Adam Williams is the owner. He owns next step prosthetics in alabaster. So he's like okay. a prosthetics doctor and he's an oddities collector and his, his collection basically he used to live there, like on the side of that, where oh. we now have the uh, art, sh- art side of the, we have a half of the shop now is all local art, about yeah. 60 local artists. And he used to live there and basically the shop started because he had such a great oddities collection. Yeah. He just kind of like got to be too much and he just 
open up a place, started selling off the extras. He came to one of my early, he came to the very first punk rock flea market and introduced himself to me and asked me to do some stuff. And, you know, I, I blew him off because I figured he, everybody asked me to do stuff and never contacts me. <laughs> like at shows, people just talk to me all day. I want you to do this, I want you to do that. So I didn't think twice about it. And then, but he actually came through and got hold of me and had me do a job for a show we did together doing some big uh, circus stand, uh, cut out things you put your face in and yeah. take a picture. He had me do those. And so we became friends from there and started planning events together. Mm. And then when um, COVID happened, all our art shows, you know, we were doing like, I was organizing and setting up and attending, you know, four to 10 art shows a month. Like wow. we were doing a lot of stuff. And when it all stopped, he basically, he had just got himself a house and he let us take the other side of the shop and move in you know, all of our art stuff that we weren't selling on the streets anymore. It showed like pop-up shows. Yeah. And so we moved in the first, like about 10 local artists that we do shows with. And then we, we put in some shelves and start renting out shelves. And now we've got like over 60 artists in the shop with different, you know, to different degrees. Some of it's consignment. Some of them have full shelves and yeah, it's worked out really well. Yeah. We've done a ton of stuff together. Me and Adam and, um, my wife, Hannah, we do the erotic art party. Yeah, yeah. It's like a performing arts and um, visual arts show for adults. Yeah. And we planned, we just did a gothic, uh, gothic prom. So me and Adam are always coming up with, he's, he's a good idea guy. He just spits <laughs> out ideas and I try to filter through the good ones. <laughs> and he's, he's a smart guy though. Yeah, that's awesome. Holy cow. You made a connection through good getting out and having these punk rock markets right and then you met someone there who led you to you know hey you can come use this part of my shop for you know um doing art are you kind of running that part of the shop yeah i'm I'm doing all of the um dealing with all the artists basically he he handles the oddities he buys and sells the oddities and deals with that and then we have a separate side where I have, I keep track of all organizing, keep track of all these people. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I bet it is. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't like doing paperwork, but I, I've become <laughs> the one that's just, I'm in the place where I'm going to be the one that does it. So it's fine, <laughs> but it works out. That's like running your own little gallery, right? Yeah. Basically I'm not like keeping everyone's inventory, but I keep up with their sales and their rent and like do all the payouts and stuff. Oh, wow. I new artists when people leave and all that stuff. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's enjoyable. I get to like, you know, I get first crack at all the art so <laughs> bring me stuff and I go there and pick out all the stuff I want. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't, I can't imagine though. Like, I think I would be really overwhelmed by all that. I guess the business side. I mean, I have my days. <laughs> <laughs> Like once a month when I have to sit down and look at everything and, you know, get it all done. I'm a little, I have a, I have a day or two of overwhelmness usually. Yeah. But hopefully we'll get it all on like a computer soon and like have it, you know, oh, make yeah. it more advanced. Yeah, There's just yeah. so much work with so many people. Yeah, absolutely. 60 artists. Are, are all of them local? Just about like pretty much all Alabama or like, you know, um, I've got a, like a friend of mine from New Jersey who mails me some stuff. Um, we've got a few people from other places, but pretty much all Alabama are like just outside. Oh, wow. That's crazy. 
I mean, that's wonderful. I think I have a a few people that live like an hour away. One of the reasons why I really want to talk to you is not only because of your art, which is fantastic. I mean, it's just awesome. I feel like you have such a strong voice, you know, and a strong style that people they like if they see your work, they know that it's yours. And like your um, surprises me, too, (laughs) (laughs) because I mean, like I. I just know I jump around from so much. I don't like stick with anything. I mean, yeah. I do, but I'm, I, I've got my, like, I do all kinds of art. Mm-hmm. So when people recognize even the stuff that's different, I'm always like, Oh, wow. <laughs> amazed. <laughs> oh, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know how you could be amazed. I mean, you're like, you, you've just got such a strong style. And plus I feel like even, you know, art by Burks or Burks and your signature and the way that you're oh, yeah. doing all of that. That's, that makes it easy. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, even if you don't see that part of it, I think you would know. But yeah, I think even your signature and, you know, the art by Burks sort of title is kind of like branding, like branding your your style, I guess, in a way. Yeah. One of the, my, when I first started doing this, one of the things I don't like on a lot of other artists, sorry, other artists, but anybody who <laughs> I've been, I'm sorry. One of the things I don't like on art is when people sign their name and it doesn't fit the piece. It just like feels like their signature is separate. Like it's a thing that they tacked on at the end. And I like when I was a kid and I would read comic books, like Todd McFarlane would take, he would make like a little banner that was just shredded. And it felt part of the picture. And he'd put his name on like a little mini banner in the corner and make it like a piece of the art. I thought that's that's how you do your signature. You make it, you know, a piece of the art. And so uh-huh. I, I've always tried to like incorporate my name into the art or like stick in a skull's eyeball or do something weird with it, like put it into the kind of make it fit the actual piece. Yeah. Like I've seen I've seen how you've also like if it's something that is sort of like a subject in the middle and it's got sort of a solid background, I've seen you do like a box around and then put your oh, yeah. signature in that to the start. Of, yeah. Yeah. When I, you know, when you, when you paint on like just canvases, a lot of times people, I mean, especially my stuff, it's not like high dollar art. I try to like make a lot of art for everybody. People just hang it straight on the wall on a canvas, you know, just oh, yeah. you know, on a nail. And so, and I, I have a couple, I have a, like my friend owns the obby shop. He loves to frame stuff. He'll spend more money on framing things than he does the art. And I don't like that. I hate it. I, when I see my art in a fancy frame that it didn't come in, I'm I get in, I'm like, ah, that's taken away from it. Like, so a lot of times I put that border on there. So people don't feel inclined to frame it. Like it's like done. Good. Just put it on the wall. It'll be fine. Cause I feel like oh, that awesome. Yeah. I like to paint the sides and make just make it done so it doesn't need to be put in a frame with some matting or something ruining it. <laughs> I just kind <laughs> of evolved. That. That. I don't know if I just came up with it or evolved and I just realized that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like I've had people complain that I put my signature too far out on the edge because then they're like, well, then I can't, you know, like put it in a frame and, and mat it. Uh, and that's, you know, do, do you have people do that? They're like, why did you sign it down there? Because. No, I don't think I have. I don't think so. Well, no, you're lucky. Like- <laughs> yeah, that's one I haven't gotten. I have seen other artists where people ask them to like move their signature. I saw someone do that once. I was like, tell them to go away. <laughs> tell them you're not changing it. <laughs> you oh, my gosh. Signature. 
I was oh, like on a crazy. Facebook page from Tom. Someone's like, I would buy that, but I don't like where your signature is. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And I guess, you know, if you're doing like acrylic painting or something like that, you could like paint over it and yeah, remove you, it. Totally. But who would do that? Who would ask somebody <laughs> to do that? Wow. Oh my gosh. You're making me really think about signatures now. Like I'm going to have to, I'm going to start paying attention to where people put their signatures. I think when I first started, someone else had made like a post in an art group about that, like how they didn't like, you know, I never really thought about, or maybe I had thought about it, but so I started thinking more about mine, even more so. I was like, because oh, mine's so big and obnoxious. I was like, I got to be real like, careful where I put it, not to make it like annoying. You <laughs> don't want to take away oh, from no. it. I think it's, um, and you're right. Like when I really think about it, you are like putting it into your artwork. So, I mean, it's, it's such a part of, I feel like it's such a part of your style. I mean, it's just included in like it. it. I feel like such a narcissist when I send someone a progress piece, but I've already put my signature where I'm going to put it. <laughs> like, yes, my name's already on this. You don't even like it. It's because I want to know Just right so away. so you know. Sometimes I have an idea where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's like, you know, like if you're doing a skull and it's in the eye, then, you know, yeah. you're wanting them to know that this is where I'm planning on putting it. That makes sense. Yes. You know, yeah. sometimes, yeah, sometimes, you know, the, the piece is a vehicle for my name. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm doing like, like I'll just paint, drawing up a quick sticker or something. I'll, you know, make a big old skull eyeball with my name in it. It's just, you know, this is more of like a ad for me than it is. <laughs> Which when you think about it, isn't a lot of times that's what art is, you know? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's moving products for people's stuff that they made. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just all like if someone sees your work in someone else's house, it is an ad. I mean, it's, yep. it's like, oh, who who did this? You know, so that's yeah, all. Awesome. That's any, I do a lot of uh, frame prints, too. And sometimes my my signature is cut off when I frame stuff. So I, I cut off my own signature sometimes just because it works. And I always think oh, someone's going to see this. Not know. <laughs> <laughs> No way. No way. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> well, um, how did you, so I noticed that you were doing, um, actually, I think Justin like invited me to join um, a virtual punk rock flea market. Yeah. And so no, the, the yeah. flea market's a, I try to different, differentiate just because there's another um, event here called the punk rock flea market. Oh, really? Yeah, I always attend it. And I always set up and sell art there, but that's a uh, set up by someone named Raquel. She does a great job. It's pretty, <laughs> it's a good event. We do the punk rock art shows, which are more like regular, and that's a once a year like bigger event. Oh, okay, okay. And see, I just think you're doing all of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what most people do because I'm just so because I am so loud and vocal, and but I try to tell everyone that the flea market isn't my thing, but I support it, and I'm always there, and it's a good event. Okay. So where do you have like the art shows at? Um, we've had them all over town. I've literally mm. had them. The first one was at a tattoo shop. Mm. I didn't have, I didn't know any bands yet. So I had my friend's reggae band play acoustic. So we had a <laughs> punk rock art show with a reggae band. Yeah. It was fine. Like mean, they're, they're punkers. But, uh, <laughs> that was the first one was there. And then we did one at, um, we did one at syndicate lounge before it closed. We did mm. one at, the Nick, 
we did one at Buck Mulligan's and then they became Brennan's. We did lots of them at the at Brennan's and Brennan's closed because of COVID. Yeah. Which was very sad. Brennan's was a great place. Yeah. We did a bunch of them at Black Market. Um, Black Market's a cool place. Um, and then we've started doing them now. Our smaller ones, we're doing at True Story Brewing Company in Crestwood. It's where Seastick Records used to be. Yeah. They're like a, yeah, it's like a mom and pop place. Real cool. Real fun to work with. Like, you know, you can have hundred people and it's packed. It feels really <laughs> a fun place to do a show. And then the bigger shows we're doing, we're going to do a ghost train. Aaron Green, the Eastone Syndicate Lounge, which is a really cool punk club here. He is now working at Ghost Train and Ghost Train just built a new location. So now they have two big locations. So anytime we want to do big shows, I hit up Aaron and book something with them. Oh, that's awesome. And then yeah, you do, do you plan it all? You're the one that plans all of this out and like gets people involved like how how are you doing that pretty much yeah i um whenever i want to do a show i just book a date mm-hmm. find the bands that i'm gonna get, have to play i have like tons of bands hit me up now used to i'd have to like you know figure out go find them like and go <laughs> ask them please play my show now yeah. i have a list of people who want to play so it's kind of cool i don't really have to work too hard to get bands yeah um so i'll just come up a lot of times there'll be theme shows we'll come up with a theme mm-hmm. you know or or just be a punk rock art show, but we'll get everything together, organize it, artists. I've got, yeah. again, a list of people who want to do stuff. So it's not too hard to put stuff together now and then just promote the heck out of it. Make a bunch of flyers, promote it on Facebook, um, go to other shows, hand out flyers, try to put stuff in people's hands and keep one one rolling into the next pretty much. <laughs> my wife helped me a lot with a lot of the organization. Yeah. My wife just, my wife was working at black market for the last year and a half or so. Mm. And um, she just recently started staying home. So she's helping me more and trying to get things more organized and running smoother. <laughs> I don't know how you do all of that. You do all of that. And then you're making art too. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It can be hard. I mean, you really can like, I have a high overwhelming days sometimes, but then I have to like some, a lot of times these days I find that I do better if I just pull a couple of long days per week, mm-hmm. just like work throughout the night doing art. Just like yeah. when I get in a mood, just go with it, make as much as I can. I did 10 paintings the other night when I, wow. and then just oh my gosh. went to sleep for a whole day. Like <laughs> I found that it works a lot better that way between kids and planning events and working yeah. at the oddity shop. I won't get in nearly like I used to work every single night. I'd sit down mm-hmm. for about four hours every night and paint. But now I may have like three or four nights where I don't get to. So mm. a couple nights, I'll just work, 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 work. So that that's how I like it. Though. I like to get in that zone. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's one of those things that a lot of artists kind of struggle with is like finding the time. And that's like one of the biggest excuses, you know, to like, well, I don't really have time to do that. And then finding the time and like, being dedicated enough to take a whole night to, to just do 10 paintings is crazy to me. I mean, <laughs> like well, you have to make yourself discipline or you just like get in the zone and go with it. I don't have a lot of self. I mean, I guess I do have self-discipline, but I also, I always want more. So I don't feel like I have very much, <laughs> but I, I do. I just get in the zone and especially if I know what I'm going to do and I have some ideas I've actually, and I started using acrylic markers the last like maybe eight months and yeah. that definitely speeds things up. I love acrylic markers because it's like acrylic paint, but contained and you can really, yeah. it saves a lot of time with drying and I just imagine. all that would be so much better as far as like a lot of your, like, um, 
like the outlining and the lines around things. That would make one of my biggest. Yeah. One of my biggest issues for the last for years doing art was, you know, trying to get better lines with tiny little brushes. I'm buying these itty bitty little tiny brushes and trying to get really solid (laughs) lines. And it's just so much work. And then, and markers kind of sucked. They were all like oil-based or like alcohol-based. Now that they've got these really good acrylic markers coming out, I think it's only been like the last year that I've discovered how good that, that you can get some really good ones. Like it's really, really sped up things and made my lines better and still using the same kind of paint. So you can you know get the same results, the same blending and all that. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of those. Yeah. What brand is it? If you don't mind me asking. Um, my favorite for like black right now is Posca, P-O-S-C-A. Oh, yeah. yeah, they've got just amazing outliners, big fat ones. Um, yeah. There's just there's a lot of cool options. I think uh, Azteca I think makes some decent ones. Oh, but yeah, Amazon just has a ton of really good brands, and you check the reviews, and they're usually pretty accurate. Mm. But I've I've become a huge fan of just different kinds of you know paint markers and like sponge mops, like where you can fill in big spaces with these oh, like balls. Yeah they have like a sponge on them in a bottle it's acrylic ink so it lays down like the thing. i love that stuff it's really cool <laughs> especially for sign making if you have to make like big signs and stuff it's really really nice so like what would you say do you make like a certain size or are you just go go with whatever you feel like or do you i mean i have you done a mur- mural at all yeah, around town yeah yeah um, if you had, um, I always say it wrong, Tropicalio, the, okay. uh, the Puerto Rican restaurant, yeah, it's, yeah. Like a, it's over by, um, Sanctum Comics and Tattoo. If you go back there, they've got a bunch of really cool murals. And one of them I did back there a couple years ago. It's like, it's a, it's a decent sized one. And I've done a bunch of windows. Like I did black markets window, their paint, their window painting right now. I did and across from them in five points at gallery smoke. I did their windows. Um, when Brennan's was open, I did like a big Phoenix on their window. Oh, wow. so I haven't done anything huge, but I've done some like, you know, decent sized wall pieces. Yeah. Do you kind of stay, do, do you kind of stay in like a certain canvas size when you're doing that work? Uh, when I do commissions, I pretty much will offer people like eight by 10, 11 by 14, 16 by 20. If yeah. they want bigger than that, you know, we'll go higher. But that's like the three I usually throw out there because it's easy, the easiest to get. And, yeah. Uh, price. But as far as just painting things, I paint on everything. <laughs> I paint on old CDs. I paint on oh, records. Yeah. I paint on clothes. I paint on, you know, shoes and just what it, I have. Just have piles of things that I'm ready to paint. Any <laughs> <I just>, <laughs> people give me, I look at it. I'm like, can I, can I paint something on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say that I saw that you were painting, like you were um, painting on like like just some little, I don't I don't know what you would call them, like figures or whatever, and and oh, yeah. doing all kinds. I've been, of doing stuff. Of, I've been doing a lot of cherubs, like the little thrift store <laughs> cherubs you can get. I've been making them into Gigi Allen, like the big <laughs> gross punk rocker. Like I've been turning them into like giving them green hair and tattoos and stuff. People like those, and uh. That's so fun. Yeah, those are, I enjoy doing those. And yeah. You, can get them, you know, thrift stores, different shapes and different, doing different things. And it's fun to, find, I like going to thrift stores and finding weird stuff to modify. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I feel like that all like, um, one of the things that I feel like a lot of artists struggle with, particularly younger artists is like, uh, 
their style and kind of what they want to do and what they want to paint and the subject matters and stuff. But it's like you're um, sort of bringing in all these different things that really kind of cohesively go together. And you may not even be intentionally trying to do that, um, but your style is so strong that you could probably just paint on just about anything and it would all go together. <laughs> like if you stayed with yeah. those themes, you know, like yeah. punk rock and skulls or zombies or whatever, you know. I painted a TV a couple months ago. I painted like um, Mickey and Mallory from Natural Born Killers, but like with skull faces just on a TV. It says kill your TV because that was part of the movie. And like <laughs> that was that came out really cool. The painting on a TV. I did a record player, like one of those little Victrola, like horrible record players yeah. it on the record player like yeah anything that has a flat surface i'm like that could be better with a painting <laughs> i painted my my deep freezer in there i painted a big steer skull on it that's where we keep our oh, that's awesome <laughs> yeah I, i'd like to that would be something i'd really enjoy doing is people just like have me come paint like some of their appliances like big certain like because because it's something i could do in a few hours it's not a huge mural but i like painting on you know bigger pieces like that yeah big white canvases <laughs> you know and like okay so your shows are at breweries and you know how a lot of people will take um like the deep freezers and put like um kegs in them and then add like the yeah. the spouts and stuff you could totally be like you know that could be a oh, thing yeah Especially like right now with all the breweries and everything popping up everywhere and people being really into home brewing and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's that would be awesome. That would be yeah, that would be know. like a, a a really nice paycheck, I would think. <laughs> Something big yeah. like that, you know? Yeah find the right person yeah we've actually got a deep freezer i might have to see if my husband will be up for that <laughs> yeah that's awesome let me know if, you, if you don't want to pay let me know <laughs> <laughs> no that's not me like i i've gotten to where i'm and i'm probably doing stuff too small but i do small stuff you know i do too though i mean i love like that's yeah i paint like you know tiny little <laughs> the, I'm, I'm about to finish i've been doing a project this year where I pick an album for every month and mm -hmm. I do a piece based on every song on that album, which oh. seems like a great idea, except that I like punk rock. So some of the albums have like 25 songs. <laughs> so that's a lot. So it's like, a, I just take on crazy projects and um, I did Rancid's let's go, which yeah. has close to 25 songs. And the very last one, so I'll be done tonight, hopefully, but the last one is on a piece of, it's just that big. I'm just like, that's it. It's the last one. It's like a, <laughs> Like a half dollar size. As soon as I finish it, it'll be done. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. But that's a good idea too. Like really inspired by music myself. And so that's a cool idea that you would, you know, like take an album that you really like and then create art based on all of the songs. That's awesome. That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, by the end of the year, I'll just have so many different things, like especially in print. Like, I, you know, when you go to my prints, there'll be, you know, a lot more variety. But I'll tell you, this is it's one of those projects that not everyone's looking for. So it's not, you're doing like, you know, like you sell like two of them right away. And then the other like 10 or 15, they're just sitting there for a while. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, but it's not the most like quickly lucrative thing. Yeah. Now that you say that, like what I what I equate that to is like when you go on like um, 
Spotify or um, Amazon Music or something like that, and you can see like the most popular songs on the album, <laughs> and yeah. those are going to be the paintings that people are like, "Oh yeah." But then the one like the song that nobody really cares for, then they're like nobody really gets it. <laughs> yeah, definitely have some of those paintings. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that I mean, that's one of those things where you would have to really be creative and make it an awesome painting, regardless of what yeah. people attached it to. Yeah, the, this one that I did with Rancid, it was more like just getting the whole series done and having them kind of go together. Mm. So each piece isn't necessarily the strongest piece, which I'm going to do a do little by the Pixies next month, or it's supposed to be this month. I'm behind <laughs> I'm gonna get that one. I feel like it'll be the pieces will be more individualized, which mm. I think will be fun. I kind of tried to do a theme with the rancid one. Cause it's like a yeah. street punk thing. That's kind of trying to make it all go together. Yeah. And the, one, the first one I did in January was, um, kicks prolonging the magic album mm-hmm. which was interesting because <laughs> it's, it's a it's a weird album with like weird weird lyrics so yeah. It was a fun one to do. <laughs> yeah i can imagine that would and it would probably stretch your creativity too you know like really you have to really think yeah, about some of these don't some of them don't have very descriptive lyrics where you can like latch on to like things you've done before yeah and some songs the lyrics are very vague or kind of out and you're just having to like okay how do i apply this to what i'm doing yeah like what can i uh (laughs) that's interesting though because it's kind of like you're setting yourself up to create series and so you're saying like the one where you did rancid it's like all of it's consistent and it's like a series Whereas the one that you're planning on doing, you're wanting to kind of mix it up and for it to not look like a series. Is that what you're saying? Well, it may still look like a series, but just maybe not be so connected. Like I tried to in the, in the Rancid one, I made little Tim Armstrong's the dude from Rancid. I made like a little skull guy with a beanie on that represented yeah. him. I put him in every single piece. So they are all kind of floating. They all have that connecting piece. Whereas I'm not going to do anything like that with the next one. I kind of want them to, Maybe they'll have the same feel, but I want them to stand alone a little better. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember which other albums I picked for this year, but <laughs> it should be interesting. I make lists of things. I'm like, here's what I'm doing, and then I walk away and forget about it, and have to go back and look. <laughs> but it should be. You're doing like an album a month. Is that yeah, kind of what you're thinking? Goal. Yeah, that's the wow. goal. I'm behind right now because Rancid was a lot. Oh, it's such a cool idea because, and you think about too, like, um, like, do you ever do any of the, like the drawing challenges or painting challenges on like Instagram and stuff like that? Like Inktober? I did my, yeah, I did the first one this year. Yeah. And again, not the most lucrative thing because (laughs) it's like, they're so out there all over the place. A few of them Mm -hmm. did well. And then it's just like the album thing. A few of them were like (laughs) B-sides, but it was fun. That was another one I sat down and did like, I think I did like 10 one night, 10 another night. I just like did them in like chunks. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. The the album thing is kind of like, like doing a drawing challenge, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I figured if I did this, it would just, you know, it would challenge me a little bit and I'm really bad at doing series and actually, you know, I'll start it and then stop, you know, <laughs> get bored. But so I figure if I just say, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'll do it. Yeah. That's that's really cool. So you're not trying to do like like one a one a day necessarily. No, nah, nah, my life isn't. You can't really do. You're you're doing those like 
10 paintings in a night things. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll sit down. Like I'll get like, I'll find, you know, 10 things I want to paint on or five things or whatever. And I'll sit down and do like all the sketches, you know, like mm. pull out the lyrics, you know, come up with something, just start sketching, have all those sketches in front of me and then grab a, you know, a black acrylic and just start lining everything in a little bit. And then sometimes, sometimes I'll do it that way. Sometimes I'll do them one at a time, but mm. it just depends on how it happens. Do you have like a favorite artist or, um, I guess someone who inspires you as far as the kind of stuff you like. When I was younger, I, you know, I was really into comic book art and I, I like, so I was a really big fan of like Jim Lee and um, Silvestri, Mark Silvestri. Um, some of the weirder ones like Mike Mignola, like they just did like, they did comic book stuff, but they did like a little bit of a darker kind of mm. more, I don't know, almost abstract type stuff. Mm like within the comic books i liked a lot of that stuff like jay lee but and like frank frazetta and fantasy artists like that i liked a lot when i was a kid yeah um as i've gotten older though all of the artists that i really like are people i know <laughs> like it's <laughs> i don't really care about like famous artists or and a lot of artists looking like i'm crazy but i just don't really care about like what happened 500 years ago anymore. I'd rather oh, see what yeah. my friend did the other day. It's just more interesting to me to see what happened recently yeah. with people that I've connected with. So I don't really have like any, like there, and there aren't that many famous artists that I see that I'm really that into. It's just, yeah. I, the, the things people like, you know, the, the names that you hear over and over, they're just not that interesting to me. <laughs> but like people like Justin Stokes, he does great work. Like he's cool. Um, I got, I have a friend named Natalie, um, Ryan Cole in Arizona. Her stuff's always really cool. Like, I just have, like, I know people from, you know, doing social media, art on social media for like 12 years now or so, 10 years. Yeah. Um, so the, the, I think my favorites are people I know rather yeah. than people, people, people that are known and heard of. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and I found that too, that, you know, a lot of the artists that I like are actually people that I know. And it's hard, like, especially if you're, if your artwork is, it's really very modern. And, you know, like when you think about it, like all art that's ever been made in the world, you know, that it's really kind of a more modern style and um, more modern subject matter. So it would make sense, you know, that you would be inspired by, you know, people here and now instead of like, you know, yeah. Van Gogh or Monet or something like that. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff is great and it all leads to where you're at, but yeah, I really, I can only go back so far before I just like, even with music, I go back to about the fifties and I'm, that's as far as I really care to go back. <laughs> I don't need, I don't really need to see the roots of it that much to be happy with what what's in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. I go back a few generations of it. I'm happy, but yeah, I always feel kind of dumb when people ask me about artists. Cause I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't pay attention <laughs> to like the big art world. It's just not that interesting. I'd rather pay attention to my neighborhood and you know, the 60 people that I know locally that do art. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you like recommend, um, any kind of art books or, um, anything that would help like artists, um, I don't know, think about their art or think about, um, even like business, like how to, you know, um, get out there and sell your work or anything like that. I've never really read too many like books on making art. Yeah. But I would say the books that influenced me most with my art are books on um, 
like DIY and like early punk rock. Mm. Cause when I first started doing things, I knew nobody had heard of me and I knew that no galleries were going to like want my stuff. And, you know, I wasn't going to be invited into galleries. Nobody heard of me. And I've had to figure out like, how can I make people know who I am enough to where like they think about me when they think about art or whatever. Yeah. And so like, I thought about when, before there were any like touring circuits in the United States, bands like black flag would go through and they would make, they would, you know, make up their own paths throughout the country, but they would put their name everywhere. They put their sticker on every street corner and they put their flyers up with paste so they wouldn't come off for a year. And yeah. they were just like, everyone knew Black Flag's name by the mid mid eighties. Even if you'd never like, you know, heard the band or seen them or anything, you yeah. know, those bars and they made themselves famous just by, you know, overexposure. And um, there's a movie called Exit to the Gift Shop. Mm-hmm. that Banksy made about a guy who tried to make a movie about Banksy and ended up becoming one of the most world's most famous artists. And he sucks. <laughs> He's not really an artist. He just has good ideas that he has other people do and he pays them to do it. Yeah. And he became famous because he did the repetition thing too. And it just dawned on me that like repetition is like, that's, that's probably the way you have people know your name. So mm-hmm. I, instead of making business cards, I made stickers and I just went all over town and put stickers everywhere with my name on them. Just oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, um, you know, gas pumps, parking lots, uh, meters, and I just give them out. Like, Here, stick these everywhere. Yeah. And um, I think that was a real. So reading about how like early punk bands paved the way mm-hmm. gave me the idea that I could probably like underground kind of make myself known. I don't know of any like actual art books, but I think just that whole like aesthetic of reading about some because I read every book about punk rock that I could when I was in my 20s, just yeah. about how it all started and how it all happened and stuff. I think so. I think that definitely influenced me. And to know that like because reading those, these people weren't very talented. A lot of times they just had like this one to make art. Yeah. So they figured out how to make art without being very talented. And I think that's kind of also how I am. I'm not extremely talented, but. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't well, say that at all. Oh my gosh. Well, well it's, um, it sounds weird when I say that, but I'm more skilled than talented. Cause I know, I know what my basic talent is and it's not that it's, I, I'm not, my mom was a great drawer. Like she could really draw well and had a lot of talent. And I know the difference, like when she would draw and when I draw, there's a lot more it's harder. It's a lot harder. It takes a lot more effort. It doesn't just come out of me. So, uh, I think that I have more skill than I do talent. Mm. And I, so, which is cool. I like that. It makes, it makes me appreciate it more. I think trying really hard and hammering away with it and not really being the best musician or the best artist, but still like deciding I'm going to make a art that people are going to be interested in. And I tried doing that with music. My music was, you know, not the best, but it was, it was the thing I was obviously trying to put some creative you know just trying to put something together and I figured if I just kept trying that long enough I'd get somewhere yeah yeah and that's um that's interesting that you said about so were you reading like um sort of biographies of these bands kind of thing yeah various band biographies and like I'm really bad with titles but just there's been a whole bunch of books written on just you know the start of it the in the seventies or the hardcore part of the eighties or even the nineties when I was, when I was a kid, Mm. um, I just read so many books about that and just musicians autobiographies in general, I was really into as a kid. So hearing how musicians would come up, that's kind of how I based everything I do. Cause Mm. I don't, cause it seems like the art world seems kind of out of reach with galleries and stuff. And, And like, just like rock stars seem out of reach, but 
there's like a whole layer of musicians who aren't rock stars who managed to make it. So I figured yeah. if I just did the art thing that way. It worked oh, out. That's really cool. And I think that that's great advice too, because, you know, when it, we might not think about that, um, normally, but you know, you don't have to stay inside the lines and like, just think, okay, well, I need to read art books about how to do this, but thinking about, you know, anybody who is doing anything creative and how they're getting their name known and recognized and that kind of thing. So like, if you have, you know, like you're reading these books about bands and how they started out and how they got going and, you know, you know, whatever they were doing as far as their careers and, you know, getting shows and that kind of thing. Um, and applying that to your art, that is so, that is so cool. I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. And then the repetition thing that you were saying about, you know, you did stickers instead of business cards. I mean, all of that just makes so much sense. Like with your, with your branding and your art, of course you did stickers. Why would you hand out business cards? cards. Yeah. <laughs> I did it for, I did like two runs of cards and eventually was like, this is dumb. Like these are just going to get in the bottom. They're like floorboard or whatever. Like, but a sticker, yeah. people were like, you know, take a sticker, you'll put it on something. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Oh, that is just genius. <laughs> yeah. That was my method pretty much. Cause I haven't really done very many interviews or podcasts. I've done a few here and there, but I haven't, it's, I haven't done a whole lot of like, you know, media or anything, Yeah. but it's still like, if I go somewhere in Birmingham, a lot of times people are like, Oh, like they, they know who I am. Like I'm well-known, which is weird, really weird to me. Cause I spent <laughs> most of my life just antisocial and just working a job and going home. But I, but like, you know, being well-known is the vehicle for selling art basically and being able to live off of art. So yeah. That was like, I had to make myself well-known, not because I want to be well-known, which is it's a weird thing to be well-known yeah. and not really care about being well-known, but like, I'm happy I'm well-known because that just gives me the opportunity to sell art to people. Yeah. But, but when I walk into a place and people are like acting like I'm like semi-famous, it's so weird because <laughs> I haven't really done anything to be that except make sure that everyone knows my name. I just put my name on everything. <laughs> and then, so like your stickers were, was it like art by Burks or um Burks yeah, first, I just, first I would just do the art by Burks logo yeah just like the straight up logo and just stick them on everything I did black on white and then white on black and then I did some with more information <clears throat> I try to change it up I did some with like a you know the um QR code hmm. where you just like scan the sticker and it'll take you to my Facebook page yeah I just tried to do a bunch of different ones did some with art on them some with just information that is so cool now everybody's going to be making their own stickers <laughs> I've always told everyone to do it too. I'm like, yeah, just don't make cards, make stickers. It makes way more sense. <laughs> I try not to be stingy with whatever works for me. And most people don't listen to your advice anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like we're talking about it, but who's going to actually go out and do it? You know, <laughs> yeah, very few. I mean, some people, I'm like that though. I'm a sponge for like good information. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not very, I don't really want to go like study. Like I'm not, I don't want to go read the books on art, but if I, yeah. I'll listen to somebody talk and like try to grab like the best stuff and like put that in my pocket and for later. Yeah. I've, yeah got a, awesome. I've got a couple of really good friends. I got one really good friend who 
everything he does, he's like the master of he's, he spends weeks studying before he attempts anything. He's the exact opposite of me. I jump in, (laughs) but I love him because I'll let him figure something out. And then I'll just tell him to give me like the highlights and (laughs) give me the main things I need to remember because you know, everything now. Oh, that's awesome. That's like, you're like delegating, you know, like somebody helping you out with your, your thinking about something. And, you know, my wife is, my wife is like a side computer for me. Like, I don't remember. I'm just, Hey, remember this. Hey, remember this. This is great. That's awesome. So, um, where could people find your work? It's pretty much all over the place, right? Well, yeah, Birmingham Oddities, I keep a, a big selection of stuff. Yeah. My, my art's there, plus things that I buy and sell. I also do, like, distribution for other bands, like, or for bands and, mm-hmm. you know, people that make music. So I've got a lot of stuff in there. And um, Cloud9, they just moved from Five Points over to um, Crestwood. Yeah, Crestwood area over there where Evil Inc. used to be. And I have a whole wall of stuff over there. Nice. And... Baker's Famous Pizza, and I think it's Vestavia. I've got a wall of art over there. Yeah. And, yeah, that's pretty much it in person, I think. But, yeah, wow. easy, easy to find online. Holy cow. So you're, like, keeping up with all this art in different areas of town, too? <laughs> well, yeah, I got a couple walls. I did some stuff at a yeah, – when, when the pandemic happened, I should give them some props. Gallery – the gallery the, – the vape loft in mm. – East Lake, like I'm bad with areas. The yeah, vape loft, though, they were super cool. Let me put, I was supposed to do like a month over there of putting my stuff in. They ended up letting me stay for like a whole year because, this, you know, COVID happened. They couldn't really have yeah. any receptions for new people. And it was like a second paycheck over there. Like they just sold my parents off the counter and stuff. And it was really awesome of them. Wow. But yeah. The lo- local businesses helping out, letting me put stuff in is a, it's a big thing. Yeah. Do they like just call you up and be like, uh, we need more stuff or, you know? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Someone will send me a picture of a wall with stuff taken off usually. Oh, okay. Wow. That's great. (laughs) I do have a website and um, my wife just updated, my wife Hannah just updated it. So um, it's artbyburks.com. I didn't, I had it and I didn't change it for about two years, but I think it just got updated. (laughs) It's just some new stuff on there. Mostly I'm on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I think a lot of artists do that. They have, they have those things, but they don't necessarily keep up with it, you know, and it's, it's like a whole nother. Most people don't. Yeah. Most people don't spend a lot of time on websites these days either. Yeah, that's true. Spending a lot of time on your website. It's good to have there for when people do want to find you. But if I spent as much time updating my website as it would need to be current, I don't think it would be very necessarily be worth it. Yeah. Right now it just seems like people stay on social media so much. It makes more sense to like focus on there. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've actually heard was, um, and I mean, this is like, these are artists that are like completely not in your genre at all. They're more like, um, like, pattern designers and feminine kind of stuff. And so they, um, a lot of those artists have moved away from social media and are trying to establish their websites. Have you seen people doing that? Um, I haven't, but it makes, I see why it would make sense. A lot of people don't like social media anymore. And it's kind of, it can be a mess for 
I, I tend to do really well in there mm. and just like, I, I'm, I'm good at, um, I don't know. I'm good at bringing new people in and old people that don't like me just seem to go away. So like, <laughs> you, you know, you have like a 5,000 limit on Facebook and like every few days, a few people go away and a few more come. It's weird. It's just like, I have a turnover <laughs> a little bit, but it's just, it so far, that's been the easiest way for me to get in front of people. Yeah. It's just like consistent. Cause I also don't create a lot of artists are really good about creating, um, product and having, you know, like I have this print that I do these ways and I'm much more, I'll go in there and print 30 things and be like, here's what I've got. You know, I just, you know, I printed a bunch of stuff I hadn't printed in a year cause I felt like it and I wanted to. Yeah. So I, I have a hard time being consistent. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot harder for me to do like just a website. Whereas if I'm on social media, I can be like, here's everything I've got today. And people oh. can just mess me tell me what they want. You know, you say it's good. It's going to cost this much for this print or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Instead of doing like e-commerce, I pretty much do everything just, you know, I guess e-commerce wow. manually. Yeah, yeah. But that's and it really... keeps talking to people. Yeah, I, I feel like if I'm messaging back and forth with people, it's a much, it's a better uh, relationship with them with me than just going on a website and ordering a print. It's more interesting, I would imagine. Yeah. So you're like really making contacts with talking with people. And it's almost like, you know, being at a booth and talking to someone, but you're online. I mean, obviously, but you're able to have that back and forth communication. It sort of establishes a relationship. Like they're almost like you're their friend, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I talk to people all over the world, you know, that buy art from me regularly, maybe like two, three times a year, they'll buy stuff from me. But, you know, after you do that for a couple of years, you know, these people. And I, I mean, I don't even know. I, I know so many people now. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 I can't even, I can't even like wrap my mind around how many people that I actually have relationships with. Like, it's weird. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's yeah. Lot. And so like you were talking about going in, like, um, going places and people recognizing you, but you're not the kind of person who really wants to be necessarily recognized. So you're like, um, how do you yeah, deal with that? I'm not, I'm not like, it's not one of those things that makes me feel, I'm, I'm not like, you know, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, like in a bad way. Like some people just really don't like it. Yeah. It's just, it's almost amusing to me. It's just cause I was somebody who for, you know, a good 15 years just worked, went home, went to shows, didn't really talk to people, had my few friends, but I didn't, really, I didn't socialize a ton. Yeah. And so now everywhere I go, people automatically know who I am. It's, I just, I, it's just kind of amusing. It's just funny to me. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, I just look at them and go, Hey, all that shit I did worked. I can't believe it worked. It's crazy. <laughs> you know? Rather than be like, Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm, everybody knows me. Uh, like I try not to ever like, you know, get a head about or anything. It's just amusing that yeah. these people know me. It's so weird. Have you had any weird interactions with people? Oh, I've had so many, so many. <laughs> You're like, let me think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to start. Like you don't need to call anybody that. out or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't even know where to start. There's so many weird interactions <laughs> online, in person. I mean, wow. 
That's so fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to oh, me. Yeah. And I know that so many people are be interested in hearing about, you know, the, all the things that you're doing and everything that you're involved in. And I have to say, you know, I feel like the art community in Birmingham owes a lot to you, honestly, because I feel like you've really helped a lot of other artists. And that's fantastic. That's just wonderful. That's one of those things like being recognized. It's it's cool, but it's also weird when people tell me stuff like that because I'm like, I don't want to take a bunch of credit. You know, I don't want to be like, yeah, I work hard and you guys get to do stuff for it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I try to do stuff so other people have as much opportunity as I do. And it's nice that people notice, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just fantastic because, I mean, you think about so many artists can be kind of competitive with each other and then not want to like help out or support or, you know, even mention another artist, you know? Oh yeah. It's like, I mean, that's in all of us, I think. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I feel like I, there's times where I see other people succeed and a little piece of me is like, why didn't I get that? <laughs> and then I immediately like come back go, no, like that wasn't for you. That was for them. Like you get yours over here. Like you get yeah. plenty, like more than <laughs> enough. Like, so, you know, I think it's in all of us to be that way. And you just gotta yeah. like, like try to be a, you know, a little more evolved, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And try to reel it in and like stay in your own path, I guess. And yeah, I had a boss one time. Well, I used to be a cook for years and I had a boss one time I was in his office, like complaining, like, oh, this guy makes this much and I do this much work. And he's just looking at me like, you don't need to worry about what he makes. You need to worry about what you make and what you do. And you need to stop looking around so much. And it's that really sunk in and stayed with me. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of artists, especially with social media, kind of get stuck in that comparison mode. And, you know, like looking at how many followers someone has or how many likes or whatever that stuff. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, so that's really great. I feel like um, that by your, you know, helping other artists and bringing people into these, you know, um, art shows and stuff like that. That's just really awesome for um, other artists to, you know, they may not, like you had said, um, had an entrance into like a gallery or something like that, but they love, they love making art and they need a place to sell it you know they need a place to be and so i feel like you're yeah. giving people that i know it's a lot of work to plan all yeah, these things started, yeah it's, it's definitely worth it though because i mean it all comes back to me is yeah. you know it all helps me with what i'm trying to do so it's worth it to me for me to help everyone because yeah. even in a selfish way it all comes back around yeah yeah but when i first started doing these things like when i first started doing shows in birmingham you would go to like a pop-up art show and people would be frightened of what I'm doing. <laughs> they would just be like <laughs> avoiding me. Like the people who were coming out were not into it. So to see that change over the years and see like, you know, lots of artists who do weird stuff, finding a place and be comfortable. It's, yes. it's, it's a cool thing. Yes. That, and that is a great point because I feel like, and I felt like that myself, especially like in Alabama, you know, you're just going to see yeah. a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again. And then if you come into a show that, I mean, you may have paid thousands to have a booth at, you know, and yours is so different. Your stuff is so different from everyone else's, but not necessarily in a good way because that's not really your audience, you know? Yeah. 
It's like yeah, you got to find your audience. That's a big yeah. one. You have to find them and then bring them to you as much as yeah, possible. Yeah. And kind of reach out to them in ways that speak to them, like the stickers, you know, yeah. like your, your tribe, your people, they're into stickers, you know, I mean, that's just at the oddity shop. I tell all the artists make stickers because we have people come in and they'll go shelf to shelf to shelf, just buying stickers. And they come up to the, and they have like all these stickers in their hands and they'll have, they'll, they're buying art from 25 local artists. They're you know, putting a couple bucks in 25 different people's pockets. Like just with one sticker, per, like one big sticker purchase. It's crazy to me. Wow. Like, I love seeing that happen when like that many people get supported by one person, you know, one shot yeah. at, the, at the Birmingham Audio shop. Oh, that's fantastic. That's absolutely, that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And it lot. makes art really accessible too, you know? Yeah. Like it's not like yeah. a $500 painting or something like that. It's something that, you know, just anybody can kind of get involved with and, you know, support other people and that kind of thing. And not yeah. have to have like a ton of money, you know, to collect. Right. Come in the shop, spend 20 bucks and support local arts. Yeah. Nice thing. Yeah, that's awesome. If people go on my Facebook page, Art by Burks, and just check out my events, that's where I post everything I do. Like I'll have punk rock art shows, metal. We have a metal night. We have a punk rock night um, every first Friday. Metal night is second Saturdays. We have punk rock art shows every month. Uh, lots of stuff. I mean, putting on a 90s rave. We have like a 90s show. So if you check out my events, there's usually like six, seven events coming up. Nine. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Thank you for listening to Art Talk with April. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe.